Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, that was a mad weekend, wasn't it? Is anybody else really tired? No, just me. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs for AEW Collision, because that's right. If you did want to fit in all the professional wrestling in this weekend, you could probably have got up at, like, 9 a.m. on a Saturday and just watched it till, like, midnight on a Sunday. And if you did do that, more power to you. It's meant to be entertaining, and you're meant to have a good time. That's why now we get the finger of power and we critique sports entertainment doesn't make any sense. Let's up those doubts. Collision did kick off with a very interesting match, though. The Blackpool Combat Club taking on Shane Taylor Promotions. Huh. That sort of feels like Shane and Lee Moriarty have kind of been called up, if you want to call it that, to AEW. Because sometimes they hang out a ring of honour. Because also on Rampage, John Moxley and Shane Taylor had a little bit of a love-in when Shane was like, nope. And he punched him right in the face. Hence why Moxie had called his best friend Claudio Castagnoli, and now we were going to fight. We had a big brawl to start as well, when of course John Moxie did a dive, because we don't get a dive on a wrestling show, what the flub are we going to do? When once again Taylor was like, man, I don't need any of this other BS. And he punched John Moxie right in the face. Really like Shane Taylor. He probably went to town on him as well until Castagnoli did get the tag. But even when the Swiss Superman got in there, he was like, oh man, that dude a little bit of a hoss. I'm going to look at him for a while. Claudio was able to hit his Sagat uppercuts, though, when he went for the big swing, but Moriarty was having none of that when Jonathan tried to help, but no. He went into Simba the Steel steps as Claudio went over Barry Barricade. I was like, well, somebody please protect our wrestling ringside friends. Shane also dropped a big leg over Castignoli, so we were giving him loads here when Claudio reminded us that he is the strongest man on the planet because he picked up Taylor into a suplex like it was nothing. Let me tell you this, I did my maths. It was most definitely something. This is when Boxy got the hot tag and he started dishing out X-plexes when Lee Moriarty tried to get involved and Castagliari was like, no, no, and he gave him the big swing. Never forget, this is the secret source of pro wrestling. You don't need to do crazy moves. Sometimes you can just grab an individual by the legs and do a circle. Mox then went for the Death Rider, but instead Moriarty tried to rip his limbs off when Shane got back in there. But Claudio was here too, and of all the things, they hit the heart attack. One, two, ooh. I can only assume this is when John Moxie remembered, oh, I've got something in the oven, I need to be done here. So he locked in the big old choke submission thing. And as soon as Taylor realized, well, I am struggling to breathe, the match was done, winners. So this was actually really fun, although I'm not entirely sure what the direction for the future is for both teams. But especially the BCC, in the moment they're kind of just like wandering through the dust. I don't know what that means, but honestly, it was good. Uh, the Undisputed Kingdom then tried to mug off Commander. Unbelievable. But the Masked Man was about to take on Orange Cassidy when Roderick Strong was all like, oh, hi, imagine this scenario. You could win the international title and then hold it for five weeks 
because I'll beat you instead at AW Revolution. They also shook Commander's hand here, who was like, I don't really know what's going on, but it didn't matter, because they were totally wrong, because it was Orange Cassidy versus Commander for the international title. Orange one. This really was another entertaining match though, and another reminder that Cassidy can just adapt to any kind of style because he's like a chameleon, but we were also telling the story, oh, maybe the reason Roderick Strong wants the piece of fruit to lose is because he's scared of taking him on. After a few minutes to the Undisputed Kingdom, did just walk to the ring, and I love this, because in the world of kayfabe, they must have been sat backstage going, not yet, not yet, oh, we'll go down. Now, it did work as Commander with a K was able to hit this wonderful springboard crossbody, but I think that just annoyed Cassidy, because he booted him right in the face, and then he smashed his hands into his pockets. This is when I realized, of course, Orange Cassidy's like this man, because he'd be like, it's spelt with a C, damn it, a C, not a K. When we just went Canadian Destroyer, big old splash, beach breaks, and that flipping rope walk with a spinny thing at the end. Every time I see it, which has been a lot, I still go, that is totally wokely mad. As they kept on doing too strong at one point was blatantly casting distraction. The ref was like, why are you doing this to me? This is when Commander basically made his big mistake of the match because he turned around and he looked at the undisputed ones like, you know what, I'm going to jump onto you instead. Him and he was kind of distracted. You've heard that word many a time in wrestling. So he turned around. He got hit with the orange punch. Uno dos tres. Roddy also pretended that he was going to give Orange the title afterwards, but he just threw it on the floor. I was like, well, that wasn't very nice. How unnecessary. So, of course, we are doing the long build to Revolution where we will get this match. I kind of think that Roderick Strong is going to win. I mean, Adam Cole did promise that, and we have to make sure a brand new group does go on a bit of a run. Give it in now. However, I do just want to say that Commander's win-loss record is so bad. When I sat down to watch this, I was like, listen, man, there ain't no way you're going to win. Then the reason that was a little bit more of a shame here is because when Orange Cassidy had his first international title run, that was his whole MO. That was his gimmick. He made you believe every single time. It was just cooled off a little bit. So yeah, that's getting it down. Matt Bernard was then screaming backstage because he did need some help because somebody had taken out Daniel Garcia. I mean, we're going to have to hire a detective. It is, of course, all going to tie into the main event, which we'll talk about later, when we went to post-Dynamite, because here was timeless Tony Storm. Now, she was super mad, because, of course, Deanna Parazzo had booted her butler Luther right in the face, when Mariah May was also there going, hey, Tone, how you doing? Will you please watch my match on Collision? Now, Storm seemed totally happy with this until she found out the Collision was going to be in Bosha City. She's like, nah, man, I can't go there, especially because I had somewhat of an incident with a racehorse. I tell you the references here. It was a really good setup because Mariah was then taking on Lady Frost. I like both of these guys. Also, when it comes to Milady, she is just a cartwheel queen. May also thought this was hilarious because Frost was so small, but she shouldn't have done that because once again, Frost was just bipping all over the place before these two traded German suplexes. The gates. Lady then did one of these wheel of carts right into an air raid crash, which is honestly so cool to watch. Obviously, Mariah wasn't impressed because she just took her foot and she booed her right in the face. What is a foot? Frost then eventually started ducking these strikes. He didn't want to be smacked in the skull anymore when she did another cartwheel into a cannonball in the corner. And once again, maybe it's just because she has so much elegance to the way she does it. I could honestly watch it all day. Then decides she was going to go to the top rope, but of course you can't make an omelette without breaking some eggs. So she did go one step too far. Mariah May kind of glad her. She hit the mayday and she got the one, two, three. That's a pretty good move too. It's like a sit-out slam. So you can already see what's going to happen here. Mariah May is going to clock up a bunch of wins. She's going to look at her win-loss record and go, wait a minute, I'm the number one contender for your title, Tony Storm. They'll fall out. 
who knows? Maybe we will pull the trigger, but once again, we're playing the long game, and I assume we are bringing in the rankings. I like that. We were then getting into our dealer's choice stuff for Dynamite, and Swerve Strickland was picking Hangman Adam Page's opponent. I thought this was actually quite smart. Because really, in the actual world, you would pick someone like Wardlow. He's absolutely massive, he kills people, and he never loses. But you can't do that for all the things that I just said. Swerve had a different idea, though, because he has a very close pal in Toa Leona. And let's not forget, when we do go through the records, he has never been pinned in AEW. It's like, oh my gosh, I think that's true. Shots fired. Well, I don't know whether this is a happy accident or we did plan it out, but it worked well here. When we went to Hangman, he took a totally different tact because he basically insinuated that it's going to be Swerve Strickland versus RVD. Now look, the fan in me wants to see that, but when it comes to logic, that's a bit like Paige, you probably should have picked someone else. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. We then got into the whole Continental Classic stuff, and I suppose that we are kind of combining Ring of Honor rules with AEW thingamajigs, if that makes any sense, because it was a Proving Grounds match. This many was Eddie Kingston, the champion, taking on Willie Mack, and of course, if Willie does win or survives the 10 minutes, he would get a shot, and then he lost. Now, he did run at Kingston right in the way and just boot him right in the skull, and I tell you, Willie Mack is so damn good, because he's almost like a trick. When you see him, you don't think he's going to do the things that he does do, and then he goes and does these things that he shouldn't do. Huh? He also did this cannonball standing moonsault combo and Eddie tried to slap him. But once again, Mac was like, uh-uh, you ain't coming at me. And he kneed him right in the face. Of course he did, it's 2024. Now it kind of looked like he hurt his leg in the process too. So it was a bit like, oh, Rock Row, what's he going to do when Kingston came back with a suplex? Where we just got all the back and forth. And of course it ended with a strike battle. What else? They weren't doing this. Nobody would buy it. Willie then decided he should go for one last tippity top move, which every wrestler does, and someone needs to be watching the show, so they don't do this. But he did go for the frog splash, or the splash of the frogs. He totally missed. So Kingston was like, I'm going to murder you now. And he elbowed him so hard in the face, I laughed. Bad person. It really does feel like we're building to Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson at the pay-per-view as well, because right after this, the American Dragon did come to the ring. And did Brian acknowledge Eddie Kingston at all? No, he did not. Up. It also meant things were about to get totally surreal on collision, because it was Danielson versus Yuji Nagara. What world have we entered that we get to see this in the modern day? 
Flamin' love it. Kingston also joined commentary just so he could say, man, I hate Brian Danielson so much. And then surprise, surprise, these two got into it and they hit each other so hard. Again, I don't know why I'm chuckling at this. I just couldn't believe it. As usual, the crazies came out of the woodwork going, oh man, this merch doesn't make any sense. I was like, don't you steal my two plus two equals potato? Because of course it does. Nagar is one of the most famous triple crown champions ever. And who is the triple crown champion at AEW? It's Eddie Kingston. So while Danielson respected Yuji here, he spat in Eddie Kingston's face. There you go. They really did wrestle for a while too when we got the suplexes. And because they kind of cancelled each other out, they were then just trying to rip and tear off limbs. And I honestly think if they had forgotten what the environment was, they would have totally done it. Given that Brian recently broke his arm too, I was kind of freaking out because you were just going, ah, ah, I know I can do it. And after these two had kicked each other for a while, Danielson dragged Nagata to the corner and he smashed him into Rita the ring post. Why can't people leave Rita alone? The big old elbows to the face then followed this. Once again, I think he was just elbowing him in the face. But when Danielson tried to follow up with somebody else, Nagata just rose from the ashes and he hit him with an exploder suplex. Amazingly, at this point too, I did start to think, wait a minute, Yuji Nagara is a legend and Brian Danielson seems to enjoy losing more than winning. Maybe we're actually going to do it. That would have been silly, but it got me. This was especially too because Yuji then just started to go through all of his submissions and it got so bad for Brian, he had to scramble to the ropes. Even then though, Nagata kind of did the Undertaker roll his eyes back in his head thing. It's like, man, this guy's unhinged. And when they looked at each other again, they just went back to kicking and punching each other as hard as they possibly could. It was kind of cool though, because Brian used this to advantage because he pretended he was going to go low, but he went high or vice versa. He tricked him though, which meant he was able to hit the running knee and he got the one, two, three. And as I always tell you, that rhymes, so he must have done something right. They shook hands afterwards as well, which again ties into this idea of respect. Edward was losing his mind. I think that match at the pay-per-view could be super duper good, as was this when it comes to AW. Just keep giving me these absolutely wild matches. Totally love it. Up. We got quite the unforeseen twist because we were basically told, sorry guys, Daniel Garcia is not going to be able to make the main event. What? This is when Mark Briscoe walked up and he was like, oh, hi, FTR. I can be a replacement for Dan. Well, I was like, right, something is going on here. And I was right, but we'll get to it. Right, Cage then got mad at Hook kind of got it. Because Cage was all like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everybody is talking about the wonderfully haired warrior and nobody talks about my hair at all. He didn't say that. But everybody is talking about Hook recently and he's sick of it, especially because Hook is the FTW champion right now. And if we're talking about AEW, who put that title back on the map? It was me, Brian Cage. When I was in Team Taz, I was the best one. This is when Hook walked in too and he was like, listen, bro, if you want to fight, we can just have a fight. So I like this for two reasons. One, it keeps Hook on TV and I presume he'll get a win and he needs momentum after that stuff with Samoa Joe. But two, this actually made all the sense. It tied into the past. All Elite Wrestling has something with this. We should do it more. When we just had happy times. Because Serena D was back on AEW TV and it sounds like she has been through an awful lot recently. So just all the health and happiness and positivity to her. But don't worry, she's still absolutely brilliant. She was also facing Robin Renegade, who I'm another big fan of. Although Robin was kind of just there to get absolutely murked. I mean, Serena smashed her. Because it basically went single leg crab, big old slap, hit a neck breaker twice, got the detox, locked in the serenity lock. Got that all wrong. She got the tap out pin. And this went about two minutes. Steve also cut a promo afterwards just saying she was so happy to be back and she's going to go after everybody in the AEW women's division and win a championship. And honestly, she is such a good addition and she adds so much depth here. So like I say, this was just meant to make you feel warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum and get Serena Deeb going again. 
You can't get mad at that. Uh, putting on this short video telling you that CMLL is coming to AEW Rampage this week, which I thought was cool. I like the Forbidden Door. When we did get to this main event, it was totally nuts. FTR's night got even worse to start this because Mark Briscoe did come out for the cage match in the House of Black, turned off the lights, and when they reappeared, they grabbed Briscoe and they threw him off the stage and he went crashing through a table. Now, in any of the walk of life, somebody would have gone, right, we're cancelling the match. Not here, three on two. Now people are getting all upset about this too, going, oh, I can't believe the rules were escaped the cage. What about pins, losses and submissions? I thought about this, and I was like, yes, true, that is the traditional way of the cage match, but do I care? And I don't. <laughs> I tried. I was like, I gotta care, but I searched my feelings like a Jedi, and I just love the fact this was damn good. But it started with a bunch of referees and weapons going flying when Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood got held into the steel, and just when it looked like Malachi Black was gonna finish them off super early, who ran down with his head all bandaged, because of course that will protect him? It was Daniel Garcia. Yes. Now, it does beg the question, why do we even have doctors in AEW or wrestling? If they're going, you're not allowed to go out there. Someone goes, ha, ha, I'm going to do it anyway. Although it didn't go great for him. Almost instantly, he got backdropped on the entranceway. Whoops. Cash then decided he had the ultimate payback. He just dove off the top of the damn cage, which was nuts. When we got this big old brawl, and man, this Daniel Garcia, he was all fired up. They probably could have won early on, but he was like, nah, let's kill him. Now, it did work as he put Buddy Matthews in the Dragon Tamer while FDR hit the Shatter Machine onto Malachi black but they forgot about Brody King like they did do away with him for about eight seconds but he rose from the depths because he is a beast and he just took out everyone. Dax was able to fight him off and he was like wait there's a door right there why don't I just go out of it as the commentators let us know do not forget once one person has escaped the cage they are done but every single person has to escape the cage. This is when Harwood went around to the other side of the door when flipping Brody King was like nah bruh he ran at him. He speared him, which meant Dax went flying off onto the floor and King fell through that stupid door onto the floor. No wonder they later go, oh, my insides, that looked brutal. But he then had a different plan because he launched Cash Wheeler's penis right into the ropes. When these two climbed to the top rope, they got over there and they were quite literally fighting on the side of the cage like it was a damn video game when Buddy Matthews hit Cash and he fell and he crashed through a table. I was like, this is on free TV. Matthews then thought he was going to be able to escape too, and he did. But it was only because Daniel Garcia grabbed Malachi Black. He threw him into the side of the cage where, whoopsie do, that's where Buddy Matthews was. Like he was damn Mario in Super Mario World. And he went through a table as well. I was like, that's it, I'm done. It also meant we were down to our last two where AEW doubled down on what they had been doing in 2024 for it is the year of Daniel Garcia. Because it looked like he was going to escape at one point when Julia Hart was here. She just went and spat mist into his face. I was like, wait a minute, that's no good. When you get mist in your face, you become evil. So he may be about to become Dark Danny G. Malachi could have escaped here too, but Garcia was all like, come on, man, I've got something left. And just when Black was going to hit the Black Mass, Danny stopped him and he smashed him. (laughs) with a pile driver onto a chair. And I was like, that's it. We've officially done everything. We then did that classic tease because Garcia was going to go over the cage, whereas Malachi was scrambling for the door. And even though Black was going to get there first, Mark Briscoe then got his revenge, which he did deserve. He grabbed the door, slapped it right into Malachi's face. Garcia fell to the damn floor, meaning all the good guys celebrated. And there was something to this. It just felt nice in your tootsie toes. That is the point of wrestling. I mean, it was just a great way to make you love the baby faces and hate the heels. And I guess this feud is done. And once again, we have cooked Daniel Garcia here. He may be in for an absolutely awesome few months getting an up 
you should watch it. Something else I liked about it too is that AEW so rarely does cage matches. It did feel unique. That's something to put in your pipe. And remember, overall collision is getting it out. Now please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for the Raw Rumble. I mean, there's so much to talk about there. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. But just go and run free today, my friends. We do have a mini break. It's not true. Raw will be this evening. And who the hell knows what's going to happen on that? We'll find out, or I'll tell you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.